This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFGCast. Another board game edition of the MFG cast. Fuh, 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 fuh. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Welcome, boys and girls, non binaries, children of all ages. This episode, we're going to do a review of Battle for Baturnia by Stone Circle Games. Wow. Yeah. I feel like we need a little music or noise <laughs> behind that or something. Yeah. So thanks to our friends at Stone Circle Games for giving us a copy of this game to review. Yeah, thank you very much. That was awesome. Yay! So let's talk. Uh, let's give the stats on Battle for Baturnia. Okay. So it plays two to four players. It's published by Stone Circle Games, designed by Chris Falconberry, art by Fabio Fontes, plays 60 to 90 minutes, and ages 12 and up. <laughs> I love how just, I feel like I'm doing like... Like uh, like a really like cheesy sales pitch. I love it. Yep, no one can see his face right now. Nope. He's trying to sell it to me. <laughs> I've already I already have it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the overview of this game? Let me tell you. Welcome to Baturnia. Populated by strange creatures, powerful magics, and exceptional heroes. Baturnia is a land forged in the crucible of battle. What follows is a brief history of its remarkable story. <laughs> And I don't want to really read every little thing because it's got a it's got a very nice story, and I could tell you it, but it would probably take half the episode because it's it's such a good background. Because his voice makes him just so intense yeah, and right. read very slow. You don't you don't want you don't want this intenseness. <laughs> I couldn't even say it without laughing. Yeah. Um. So basically, what happens is that there is this overlord called Ar- Arcades. And he's just this bad dude that wants to take over the world or whatever. Wants to take over Baturnia. And they fight back and they defeat him. But they have this big weapon that's called Console. And so then after that, the people are trying to fight over this major weapon. And in doing so, they actually bust this weapon up and they destroy it. And all these elemental bits from this weapon are scattered. And what's happening is these different... Sides are trying to gather these bits so they can reforge this weapon or whatever. Like reconstruct it. Yeah. So that's what the battle for Baturnia is. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. See, I never knew that. <laughs> I don't read. That's too much reading for me. Yeah. Which is funny. I think you're you're like way smarter than I am, but I, like I read more than you, which is weird. Oh. Well, then that makes you smart. Nah, I don't know. Doubt it. All right. <laughs> Now that you know the smart the smart competition back forth. So the components of this game, we just wanted to do like a little touch point on some of the 
components that we felt were mentionable. Yeah, for sure. And if, if you want to actually see the physical version of this, we actually have a unboxing of Battle for Paternity on our YouTube channel. So check that out. And on BGG. Word up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Our components touch point, we just wanted to pull a few pieces that we thought were like the mentionables, like I said. Mm -hmm. So there's 19, yeah, I said it, 19 heroes to pick from in this game. Why not just do 20? I mean, just go for a flat 20. Why did we need 19? That's so weird. Well, but I think what's cool about it is they didn't do like eight. Yeah, for sure. They did 19. Yeah, that's a lot of variable as far as... Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool to mention. Yep, I love it. Their hero mats, or their, um, well, yeah, their their game mats. Yeah, each hero has like a game mat, basically. Yeah, they're like a raised bevel, and we try to show you that in our, um, our video, too, for our unboxing, but they're basically called like a raised bevel, so they have like areas in the mats that you can keep your um, heroes that they kind of sit, but also like your cubes for tracking your health and your level of your heroes. And I think that's awesome because not a lot of games do that. Yep. So we felt like that was a kind of a shout out um, to a component also. And I like the pixelated art and the cards too. It screams like old school, like 8-bit video games and stuff like that. And the guy, the gentleman that did the art for this game, Fabio, he actually did some work for level 99. And you can see it in this, in the art in this. It actually looks like some of those games that level 99 has done. Didn't they do pixels? They did uh, pixel tactics. Yep. Pixel tactics. And yep. one of one of the characters from one of those games is actually in this game. Oh. They let the they let them have the likeness. Oh. Yeah. Very nice. Very cool. Cool. I didn't know that. So those were just a few things that we wanted to call out in the components of the game. Obviously, those are not the only components of this game, but those are some that we felt were worthy of calling out. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So let's talk about what the goal of the game is. And Kurt kind of touched on that a little bit, I think, when he talked about the overview. But I feel like the goal of the game, not I feel like, they feel <laughs> like when they created the game, that the goal of the game was to be the first hero to destroy another hero's elemental bit. Mm-hmm. So that main elemental bit that they were trying to kind of forge back together that he described that was that's the main goal of the game but also there are towers that protect that elemental bit along with your heroes so they they really have those towers in place so it's not like the elemental bit is just sitting there for somebody to come up and destroy right away they have kind of these fortresses around this bit so that they're not just out there standing nowhere or not nowhere out there standing out in the middle of everything for somebody to destroy so there's other there's additional elements for you to be able to to try to defeat prior to the elemental bit yeah and then one thing that kurt wanted me to say was that it's a moba based board game i had to have them had to have him explain to me what a moba based board game was yeah so for those that see this is where i'm not smart i guess 
What is what does MOBA mean, Kurt? Yeah, you don't have to be smart to know it. You just have to have played it. So like, MOBA comes from video games. It's called multiplayer online battle arena. Okay. So it's basically a, a modular way of fighting. I the thing I point out to mostly is like Final Fantasy Tactics. So if you don't know what that is, check that on YouTube. It's kind of like video games kind of started the whole MOBA thing, and they wanted to take that and make it into a board game. So that's why they decided to use that in Battle for Baturnia. Cool. It makes sense to me. I played Final Fantasy and things like that when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But I've just never heard of it called MOBA. Mm -hmm. Took forever for me to write this down in our show notes, too, (laughs) because I'm a ding dong. Okay. So let's talk about a little bit about, like, before we start playing. Yeah. A little bit about this. Okay. Sounds good. So this game offers 1v1, 1 versus 1, or team gameplay, so you can play 2 versus 2. Each player picks 4 heroes through drafting. I I want to make note that we'll when we played it, we focused we didn't do team play. We did uh player versus player. Yeah. So 1v1. So yeah, so basically we're going to be focusing more on the 1 versus 1. Yep. Each player customizes their own deck through basic power cards, which are the same for both players. And then they also add one customized hero power card for each of their heroes. So you'll choose which one that you want to take. So then after you have those uh, four hero cards in your hand, you make sure you shuffle your basic power cards, and then you're going to draw four more cards so you have a hand size of eight. Then make sure your heroes are displaying appropriate health level. To do this, you see what the health is on their card, and then you're going to put a plus one on that because your health... Your total health is going to be what your health is on your card plus your level, which starts at 1. And then, players take turns placing their heroes in spaces in front of their towers with the max of 2 heroes on a space. And then we're ready to play. Shall we talk about gameplay? I would love us to talk about gameplay. Alright, let's do it. So, with gameplay, players actually secretly select cards from their hand that they'd like to use in a round... For each hero that they have, and then they place them face down below each of the heroes. Yep. So you're only taking one card per hero and placing them in front, and no more. And then what they do is players take turns moving their heroes adjacent one space, or they can keep their hero wherever they're located at that time. Yeah, so basically you're kind of passing to kind of keep your character in that one spot to do a certain action or to stay away from other other things so you can rest up or whatever because eventually you'll want to move your heroes well either you'll want to defend your tower and your elemental bit you'll want to keep some of your heroes back but you may want to move some ahead so that you can start destroying a tower and get your enemy's elemental bit so there's the movement and the staying put so you could you could utilize like one to stay put, three to move forward, that kind of thing. So then once after you've done your movement, then players choose a hero to activate and turn over that card in front of their hero. If you have any face-up cards that are in front of that hero on previous rounds, you're actually going to take those and put those in your discard pile. So once you flip up that card, you have the option to use the ability on the card that you have turned over. You can farm... You can hire or you can heal. So if you choose to use the ability on the card, 
you will read the card's ability. So there's different abilities that each of the heroes have. They could just do attacks. They could attack and pierce. They could... You could heal. Heal. You could grab other cards from your discard pile. There's lots of different options. Yep, the sky's the limit on the um, abilities that each of the different types of heroes have. You could farm, which means that all cards are discarded. And then what you do is you collect gold. If you're on a gold spot, you actually receive an additional gold for Mm -hmm. that. So that will help. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. The gold helps you to upgrade your characters. And then another thing you can do is hire. So if if you want to hire, all your cards are discarded. And then if you're on a jungle space, you can take the catapult action. Now, the catapult is a variant. So depending upon if you want to use the variant, you can use the higher action to hire the catapult. So the catapult... You spend one gold to perform a range attack against an enemy tower. Cool. Or you can heal. So you can discard all action cards on your hero and heal for three. All right. So if you use one of those abilities that I was talking about earlier that um, involves an attack, it all depends on what you choose to attack. Meaning you have the ability to attack or select what you're going to attack based on what you're next to. So if you're in a space of a hero, or if your hero has a, a like a range attack, or if you're next to a tower, or if you're next to that elemental bit at this point, those are the types of things that you can attack. So some, I do want to mention that some heroes do have cards with abilities that would interrupt attacks. So if a player had a card face down in front of their hero, they could actually flip it over and utilize that. There are also many other variables that they could use, but there's quite a few. So we just don't really want to mention those. Yeah. Okay. So they could, so you could attack an enemy hero. So basically what you do there is you compare the attack value to how much defense they have. And then you adjust the health accordingly. Mm-hmm. What other kinds of uh, attacks could you do, Kurt? Uh, another thing you can do is you can attack a tower. So if you are at a tower or if you have a ranged attack that could attack a tower, you, you can attack a tower. Towers all have regular defense of one. So you just use that. You adjust their health according to what you're going to do. So like say you attack for four, the tower has a defense of one, then you would take that health of that tower or the hit points of that tower down three and towers um, start with a health of 11 also if you take the tower down to zero hit points and it's destroyed you actually get a bonus you get to give the elemental bit three undefendable damage which is pretty cool so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a a reward for destroying that tower which is really cool Mm -hmm, for sure And then the last attack um, would be against the elemental bit. So if you're in, there's potential to be in the area of the elemental bit or have a range attack on the elemental bit or be adjacent to it where you can attack it. And the bit has a health of 16, which is what, five larger than a tower, obviously because it's the final piece in the puzzle for you to win the game. But it also has a defense of one. So going back to that, if I attack it for six, it defends for one. So I knock it down to five. And make sure that you note that if you have, if you wanted to do a range attack 
in your tower, a tower is in the way of that. You can't go through that tower to attack the bit. You have to destroy the tower first to get to that. Yep, because those towers are protecting. Yep. Which absolutely makes sense. Yep, for sure. Yep. So those are, that's if you choose to do an attack. Yeah. Those are the types of different things that you're able to attack. Yep. So then players take turns going back and forth. And once finished, so what happens is if your hero's adjacent to an enemy tower or bit, they are going to attack you. So they're actually doing a melee attack of four damage. So you're going to adjust your hit points accordingly to what you have as far as shield go and what that attack itself. So if you have uh, on one of your cards a defense of two and they attack for four, you're going to take that two damage. Yep. So, death. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. In what reference is death here? So I'm scared. Did anyone not make the cut on the fight? So let's say you fought against the tower, or you were adjacent to the tower, or you had your enemy's hero that fought against you, and you were fine with your health points, but now somebody, you only had two left, and you didn't have enough defense. And your guy got hit. Your hero got hit. And uh, that means death. <laughs> death. Everyone dies. Oh, come on. Let's not bring it down. We're talking about fun And this stuff. episode is done. <laughs> and, and Thank that, you, Stone Circle Games. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what happens if um, that hero didn't uh, make the cut? Or they got lots of cuts. Yes, too many cuts. Ouch. They, they bleed out. Okay. Ouch. Okay, going too far. Okay, well, now what happens? So what happens is you remove their standee from the board. Sad. I know. You take that hero card out of the mat and you put it in your discard pile. Super sad. You discard all the action cards that were assigned to that hero. Makes sense. Yep. The enemy collects gold based on the hero's current level. It kind of as the reward mm-hmm. for doing tragic death for, moves. For, for killing other people. Yes. The elemental bit for that person suffers three undefendable damage. Ooh, so not only do you have to deal with the death of one of your heroes, but your bit also takes the brunt. Yeah, which is a kind of a cool concept mm-hmm. and sad and tragic. True. And then you discard all tokens associated with that hero. But on the bright side of things, there's no worries because they can come back. They resurrect. Whoa, like that. But we'll talk about that later. Yep, sounds good. Cool. So then, uh, once all that kind of, all that's all the attacking and dying and all the other stuff has happened, we get to clean up. So let's clean up, shall we? Clean up, clean up, clean that's up. Right. That's a song? <clears throat> no. Uh, no, I have never heard of it. Okay. Okay. So, so what happens in cleanup? So first, each player receives two gold. Then each player may pay gold to level up. So depending upon what level you're going to go up to, you're paying that in gold. So if you're going to level two, two gold, three gold, four gold for levels two, three, and four. Four is the max. Once you level up, you are taking a card and you're adding it to your, you're taking a card from one of your heroes and you're adding it to your hand. You can't take the level Z card, which is like their max card, until you reach level four. I call it their fancy pants card. That's right. 
And then you you have to make sure that when you get those level up cards that they go right into your hand. And it's my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that it doesn't matter besides the Z card which card you can or which card you take. Nope. So they're labeled A, B, C, and Z, I believe. Yep. And when you start the game, you get one with your hero mm -hmm. and you can take whatever one you want. I think they recommend that you start with A as a beginner, but you could take whatever one you wanted. And then when you level them up to level two, it's not like you're required to take B yeah. or a C for level three. You could work backwards or whatever you want. It's just that you can't purchase Z or pay your gold for Z until you get to level four. Mm -hmm. Okay. Definitely. So then uh, once you're done with the leveling up, then you can discard as many cards as you want in your hand. And then you and then you can replace by drawing up to your hand limit, which is eight. Okay. So what happens if you drew your dead hero back into your hand? You scream. No, you don't because they're alive. It's alive. <laughs> so oh, then I don't know what that noise was. <laughs> was weird <laughs> it was weird so this is what you do you actually put them back in your raised bevel game mat man that is wordy <laughs> raised bevel game mat because they've returned that's right to okay fight another day so they were uh, they were recovering in the hospital and they've returned yep you return the their standee back but you place it back by your tower or your bit, depending on what it remains or what you choose. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think you can put it by the bit if there's a tower that remains. Well, I would suggest it because then you'd be just sitting. Yep, trapped. you can't move then. <laughs> and boom, you're back in action. But then you put that hero's health to max health. Yep. So if you're, it, again, depending upon what level you are. So later in the game, say you get to level three. And your character has a health of 8. So basically you'd make your max to 11. So you'd be ready to fight another day. Yes. Okay. We like it. Mm -hmm. Might take a little bit to get there. We make it sound really easy. Yeah, it's not. No. Because they happen to both of us. And then as you're drawing, if your deck is empty, remember there's no shuffling. You take your discard pile and you just flip it over. And then that's your draw pile. And then after that, then the first player initiative moves to the next player and then you keep going until the element until one team's elemental bit is destroyed and the other person wins the game or persons win the game yep yeah cool very cool so that's sounds really easy doesn't it <laughs> it's a little more complicated than that so let's give our thoughts on battle for baternia okay would you like to start or would you like me to start i don't care you can go okay so i'll go first so this game is right up my alley. I, again, it makes me think of like a Final Fantasy Tactics where it's just very just, it's it's simple, but yet still very complicated. Like there's a lot of thinking as far as like your characters and what kind of cards they have because they have different abilities. There's different things you could do. Like Tracy said, like those interrupt cards where you can kind of interrupt what's happening when someone's trying to attack you or whatever or trying to heal themselves. Or you have certain things like some people have what's called an area attack. So like say your character is in a spot with another character with another character and a tower in that spot. 
you can use your area attack to actually attack both of those things, which I think is cool. And every hero has their own little special ability on their cards too, so like they have lots of different things that you can do between the special abilities on their hero cards and then the cards that you get from them when you level up and upgrade and stuff like that. So like there's a lot of different things. I like that you can use the coins to level up and get the action going a little bit more. You can add that catapult to up it up a little bit. So if things are kind of slowing down and mucking up and people aren't quite really taking a chance to kind of fight against these towers and stuff like that, you can kind of speed things up. And the quality of the components and stuff like that, like we had talked talked about, is like really cool. I really dig it. Like most of the time when I play games, I would rather have like a mini or something kind of playing a game but like these standees are top notch i feel like i feel like the the art is awesome the way they sit on everything is cool like the only the only thing that i wish it had is i wish that when you use the or one of the things that i wish they had is that those little dials for like the tower and the elemental bits i wish they were affixed to the board so i wouldn't have to like because i feel like yeah if they're not attached, like you can easily like turn it to something that you're not supposed to, or if somebody bumps the table, it can kind of mess that up. And you don't know what, what your health is on those yeah. items. Yeah. 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 And I, yeah. I also f- uh, feel that, that even though I feel like this mm-hmm. game is really good, I feel that it needs, I think, I think it still needs a little something else, like a little something more in the action of the board. Like, I don't know if it needs to add some minions or, you know, something else to kind of make it a little more fluid. I don't think that it's a bad thing. I I think it's just something that I think would be kind of fun. And with talking with uh, the people at Stone Stone Circle Games, they're actually talking about possibly doing a Kickstarter for this game. So maybe that will add some more elements that will be a little more exciting to add to this game yeah that's kind of what i think about it okay what about you i think the look of the game i might touch on some of the pieces that you've already said but i think the look of the game is cool with the like the pixelated look i think it's cool it's not typically a game i would normally play mm-hmm. and that's okay i had questions for you and i think i probably irritated you or challenged you on some of my questions because i don't normally know how that those types of things work but I think that's okay because that's what makes it a good game I think if you have questions on what it means for attack with a pierce and and things like that but that's just my side of things I love the game mats with the raised bevels I think that's awesome that they added that because a lot of Companies don't do that, and I think that adds like a whole nother dimension to the game. I agree with you on adding some sort of pin with a marker or something like that for the towers and the elemental bits. I thought that was kind of weird that they didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised Mm -hmm. that they didn't have that. Yeah. Because that seems pretty normal that most games have that. Yeah. But otherwise, I... It was nice to see, and like we touched on it before with the highlight of the components um, when we were talking earlier, that they have so many options for heroes. So 
no matter how many times we played it, even if we um, randomly selected heroes and we had one of the same ones, we always had different ones mm-hmm. also, yeah. which was cool. Because we never, I feel like when we play games, we never are ones to try to highlight and pick the same characters all the time or the same heroes all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to blindly pick them. Even if we end up with one of the same ones, it's okay. Because we have two or three different ones that we're able to experience. So they had a good variety there too. So Yeah. Yeah, and I you know, I think that your comment on, you know, feeling like I, I was challenged when you were asking all these questions about this game, I think I think that I think that because I'm so used to playing video games with this with these elements in it that I just I don't I don't know everything, but I know most of it. You and, take it for granted. Yeah, I think so. So then when you're asking all these questions, I'm like, well, yeah, that's what this means. And I'm like, wait a minute. You, you don't play these games, so you wouldn't know. Well, and and then it turned out that we were viewing it the same way. I was just, I was talking about it a different way than you were. Yeah. And we were, in the end, we were in the same boat. And we were explaining it the same way. I just didn't understand from that perspective why it would be laid out that way. Yeah. Because I don't play these types of games. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, well, why didn't they just say this? You know, but it's the whole experience. Yeah. And I I would imagine that from your perspective that you you got that experience. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm like, why didn't they just, like, get to the point? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. What? Why do this when you can do this? Yeah. Like, make it easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't definitely. know. So let's let's rate this game then. So we've got our our patented MFG cast rating system. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not patented. We paid for a patent for that. You sure did. <laughs> not. Uh, so we've got the first thing we've got is collection keeper. So it's like one of those that it's. We're gonna. We want to play it all the time. It's gonna be something that if the first time we see it, it's gonna be the one we grab more than anything else. The next one is fair player. Fair player is like we're gonna play it a decent amount. It's not gonna get to the table all the time, but it's one that we're gonna grab and want to play uh, more often than not. Uh, the next rating is overlooked. It's gonna be one of those that you see on the shelf and you're like, well, maybe we can play something else this time, and maybe we'll play that next time. You know that kind of game. Or lastly, our unfortunate passer. It's going to be a game that we just don't really care for. So you're going to go first. Oh, I'm going to go first again. All right. So yeah, of course, of course. So I'm going to put a little caveat on this. I think that because we talked about it and that the fact that this isn't something that Tracy would wouldn't normally play. <laughs> I think if we were talking about because of the pandemic and stuff like that, I think if it was just us, I think this would be more overlooked because I don't think that I don't think that Tracy would want to play this as much as I would. So it'd be one of those that like, you know, maybe every once in a while I'd be like, okay, you know, do you mind if we play this and then we'll play it. I think once this pandemic ever gets over, please let's live over. I know that we. I used to have a game night with uh, old podcast partner Mike, and I think this would be right up his alley. So I think this might be something we'd play more, so then it would be more of a fair player. So it's one of those that I don't really like to put on the f- uh, games on the fence, but I'm going to use that caveat of those situations. So that's what I think for me. 
you know, honestly, I think that makes sense for you because I can see it being fear player once all this crud goes somewhere else. Yeah. Or away. My initial reaction would be just like you had said, is that I typically don't flock to these types of games. And that shouldn't mean that I don't give it an open review. And I think I did. But I I feel like I would have to read it as overlooked only because this isn't typically my type of game. I mean, I liked it. I just, it, there's other games that I can think of that I would flock to first. Mm-hmm. I'd play it if you wanted to play it. Um, not on Tabletop Simulator. <laughs> we tried this on Tabletop Simulator, and I feel like you can't see the whole picture of your characters as well as you can on a physical board game, so don't do it. <laughs> and your CNDs will randomly disappear. <laughs> For no reason. And they didn't even die. So I don't know. I I feel like Stone Circle Games did a really great job. I feel like Overlooked is only because of my personality. Yeah. I want to talk it up a little bit more before we kind of let everyone go. But, like, I love that the the variant of the catapult kind of, you know, gets things a little more sped up, you know, and kind of a little more fighting. I love that. With all with the nineteen characters, like you could do a lot of different combos with a lot of different characters and do a lot of cool fighting. You know, like one of them was uh, one of the uh, fighters, Caligar. Like she does a lot of like healing and helping and stuff like that. So you could uh, have her running with one of the other characters to kind of you know help beef them up as they're attacking. You know, or you know, there's a character where if you can mark somebody as the enemy so you can get plus one attack so that you know that gets more more of like of a strategy of like okay now i gotta keep attacking this person to get them out of the way so i can help defeat this elemental bit and win the game and stuff like that there's like lots of great elements to it and the art is fantastic i love that that pixel art i love the art that fabio does it's just it's just so awesome that it, it gets me excited again i've just that like old school Final Fantasy Tactics and some games like that back in the day, like this, like makes it it gets me nostalgic to play this game, and that's why I really enjoy it. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think it's great. I think I'll be very curious as to whether or not they'll throw out a Kickstarter for like an expansion, because I totally be on that and willing to play, like you said, to see what other elements they would add to it because I feel like even maybe in one of our rounds or something I would try to think I'm targeting you and you'd move away from me and then like my whole turn was a bust I'd be farming yeah. <laughs> because I'd be like where the hell did you go <laughs> like, you're gone <laughs> so it'd be really nice to see what uh, what they do if their expansion includes more heroes or um additional actions or like what it involves that would be maybe my review would change i don't know i but i i think it's a great game it's just maybe back when i was like super into final fantasy i'm dating myself 
um, with the with the old school Game Boy Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would feel differently about this, but I I think it's a great game, and don't be discouraged to check it out. Yeah, I think I think you're definitely gaining the value, and this is a really hearty, hefty, heavy game. Yeah, for like sure. weight wise, yeah. I should say. Yeah, I don't think it's heavy. Like, yeah, and I and, and I feel like what I've seen on BGD too, like the people that are into this kind of game are really into it. So it's really, yeah. really, really high right now. So yeah, if this is something you're interested, make sure you go to StoneCircleGames.com or wherever. Uh, Battle for Baterio is sold and grab a copy. Yeah. Yeah. So And again, thanks again to Stone Circle Games for letting us review this game. For sure. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome to be able to have this opportunity. So cool. So yeah, if you have any questions or comments on what you've listened to here, why don't you let us know? We have a Facebook page. We're on Twitter at MFGcast on Twitter. Also at Mrs. Aug M R S A U G if you want to get a hold of Tracy. And yeah, until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Cast. Bye, everyone. See ya. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.